hey, the world is so full of capital. And then most people think um, it's too much capital chasing too few good people and too few good ideas. And uh, to that, I say that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, from my Y Combinator experience and ongoing as a venture capitalist, there are so many super, super smart people that we meet all of the time. And then on the flip side, look at how broken this world is. Um, there are so many problems to fix. And so I really think that there's you know, definitely infinite capital, but now there's infinite people and uh, infinite problems to solve. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. In the second and concluding part of our interview with Gary Tan, co-founder and managing partner of Initialized, he advises how we can go about discovering systems ready to be disrupted, the foundation of our startups. He lets us know whether he's excited about blockchain or not and describes the importance of communicating real value clearly. And lastly, he outlines what his mission in life is. You know, we're increasingly seeing uh, late adopter industries that are really interesting, like uh, one of our companies is called Plate IQ. So um, just as with EasyPost, they have EasyPost has a non-trivial, you know, significant percentage of uh, parcel shipping, uh, you know, going through their system. Uh, Plate IQ actually has a non-trivial, you know, pretty large percentage of uh, accounts payable and uh, for restaurants, and so they actually know the price of a carrot, the price of an onion. Um, not just in one location, but sort of, uh, you know, across the United States and soon worldwide. And so this is a great example of one really super big theme that we're looking at. That um, there's just a lot of industries out there that have no tech. You know, uh, one thing that we often say is walk into any office building in um, any city in the world and look at what they're doing and see how they're doing it. Are they using file cabinets? Are they using fax machines? Are they using paper still? Uh, but even if they're not using paper, are they using email? Are they using spreadsheets? Um, and all of those businesses that are still using sort of these antiquated um, you know, business tools, they're going to be replaced by smarter versions that use pure software. And uh, that, that's one of our super trends. And so Plate IQ is basically applying this to one of the oldest industries. It's like everyone needs to eat and restaurants, frankly, just never have good enough tech. Um, and so, you know, we just love companies that bring great tech to places that have never had it. You mentioned uh, the very laudable goal to create, to, to fund companies that have a chance to, to live to be a century, uh, which is a fantastic uh, part of, of your vision. Uh, any other part of your vision going forward you, you, you could elaborate on? Yeah, I think the, the craziest thing that's happening in the world is that there's just so much money. You know, obviously we're here at, the, at MoneyCon, and uh, it's sort of a confluence of that, that um, negative interest rates, like what does that mean? Literally, it's, there's such an oversupply of capital um, at the institutional level that's all desperate for yield. 
and uh, that's sort of yielding some of the most interesting opportunities for startups uh, that we've ever seen. So, you know, in particular, fintech and lending uh, has never seen more growth or growth potential. Um, just this idea that, you know, at the institutional level, at the bank level, uh, people are lending at, you know, so close to zero percent or negative that, um, you know, it, it, it truly is something that should trickle down to the rest of society, to uh, small businesses, to medium-sized businesses, um, you know, to individuals, actually. And so we're seeing, you know, companies like LendUp actually being able to make a really big dent in uh, personal lending and payday lending. And uh, you know, we're seeing other companies like Drip Capital be able to do trade finance in India for manufacturers that have really never had access to lending. And lending is such a fundamental piece of uh, you know, doing business. And so it's sort of this perfect mix of you know, software, the macro state of the economy, um, and then frankly, people being able to start these startups. As a VC, you're working with all sorts of founders and potential founders in all sorts of different ways. With such variable activity, and I'd imagine considerable travel, like you're here in Dublin right now, uh, have you managed to carve out some sort of daily routine? Yeah, I mean, to be frank, I spend most of my time in San Francisco. I have a two and a half year old at home, and um, you know, we can get a lot of a lot of things done uh, over Zoom, thankfully. <laughs> but um, yeah, my routine tends to be go into the office and meet with people uh, eight or nine hours a day, back to back. And if I'm lucky, I can have lunch. Very good, very good. What are you most proud of in your career and life so far? I mean, frankly, being able to work with someone like Brian Armstrong at Coinbase very, very early, and then to see the, the chance for that to be sort of a you know, multi-hundred billion dollar company, um, I want to do that a lot more, <laughs> and I, you know, I want to enable founders who are, you know, frankly, just like us. You know, we started. I, I had no intention of ever becoming a VC. Um, I, I had no idea that that would be something in my cards. Um, and so now that we do have that chance, uh, we're going to do the most with it. We're going to really try and. Um, basically help as many founders as we possibly can. So is blockchain the trend that excites you the most at this moment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you merge uh, this idea of open source with the actual definition of money, um, and you can do it in a way that's trustless and decentralized, in a way that, you know, frankly, half the banks here can't touch it, right? Like, they can't charge their fees, they can't say no, they can't decline your application. Um, you know, or the government can't come in and say, well, no, this is banned. Um, I think that that's a really, really powerful moment. And it's particularly powerful because with Ethereum, um, now that you, know, you can actually write smart contracts that represent basically any medium of exchange. So um, that's really sort of the fever dream of where this is going. Joe Lubin here from Consensus actually had a great slide up and he actually just called out by name. Uber, Airbnb, eBay, like these are just marketplaces. They're centralized now, but um, you know, for us, if you look at Craigslist, Craigslist is uh, this free thing that basically has this, uh, you know, it's an immovable object. It has the best liquidity and it basically takes no fees in pretty much all of its markets. And um, you know, the only hard part is you can't actually change it. It's very, it's very fixed. So what if you could add, uh, you know, 
this fast iteration um, of open source. You can make the software quite a bit faster, and it doesn't have to be owned by anyone. Software engineers can just you know go out and make a better marketplace. And so it's a big if. There's a huge uh, chicken and the egg problem. How do you actually get these marketplaces started? Um, but we're so early in this that you know I have, we have to remind ourselves. You know, in 1994. Uh, NCSA Mosaic was brand new and nobody knew what the World Wide Web was. And so if you ask someone, hey, are you going to go and buy most of the things you could possibly buy um, through a web browser? A, they would say, what's a web browser? B, they would say, what's the internet? Um, and then today, you know, it took, it, but the, that was the era where Amazon was born. And so I think that the next great giants that are, you know, sort of going to define how we buy all things, how we interact at the societal level, like that's sort of happening right now. Um, Craigslist is a great example of uh, function over form, I think. Uh, uh, its lack of uh, design, uh, but it's ama the amazing thing that it brought to the internet that wasn't there before, its lack of design almost became a virtue. It's like, I don't think anybody would change oh, it. Oh, it's a stage. feature, yes. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. It's like Hacker News. Hacker News hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Uh, is there any other uh, career you'd love to have if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, Gary? Yeah, if I wasn't doing this, frankly, I'd just be starting another company um, just because that's you know, the most powerful thing that's happening. And, you know, I think I would definitely be doing that if I didn't also see this other aspect of, hey, the world is so full of capital. And then most people think um, it's too much capital chasing too few good people and too few good ideas. And uh, to that, I say that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, from my Y Combinator experience and ongoing as a venture capitalist, there are so many super, super smart people that we meet all of the time. And then on the flip side, look at how broken this world is. Um, there are so many problems to fix. And so I really think that there's you know, definitely infinite capital, but now there's infinite people and uh, infinite problems to solve. I see that you're a key investor in something I find very interesting, Patreon. I think it's an intriguing model that I haven't really investigated for content producers and artists. Uh, do people publish podcasts to Patreon? I'm pretty sure they do. It's really there for anyone who creates anything. And so you know, the obvious examples are um, webcomic creators or people on YouTube, but I think it applies to anyone who creates anything, especially on a regular basis. What's one piece of advice you'd give to startups uh, and scale-up founders seeking investment with yourselves? Absolutely. Um, I think the most surprising piece of advice that I've learned from uh, my time at Y Combinator, specifically working with Paul Graham, was that the most important thing is actually being plain spoken. Um, there's so much BS out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, frankly, there are so many buzzwords. In fact, people raise money or get their sales done based on buzzwords. And that's, you know, if, if that's the only way you can do it, then that's fine. But uh, there's always a way to explain something in simpler terms. There's always a way to um, basically connect with someone at a more you know, fundamental level where you're actually communicating something instead of merely signaling things. And uh, I think that that's the most important thing as a venture investor. It's the most important thing as a founder. It's just the most important thing in, in this modern society. We're just like inundated by BS. And the less we can put out, the better. So strive for authenticity. 
empathy yeah. and mm -hmm. learn to communicate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you don't have to use buzzwords like blockchain to you know get the sale. Just talk about how you solve a real problem. What type of companies shouldn't look for investment? It's a good question. I mean, to be frank, things that you know, might not be winner take all. Um, you know, if you even a restaurant sometimes can become like McDonald's, but most restaurants aren't. And so uh, there are so many cases where someone should definitely do it, and someone should definitely raise money from individuals, uh, but they should never talk to venture capitalists about it. And uh, last question for you, Gary. What drives you in life? What, uh, what really gets you up in the morning? I guess it just goes back to what we talked about. It just, you know, we live in a super broken world and uh, it just feels like a true mission to me that um, a lot of things can be fixed. And it's actually uh, product people, builders, engineers, designers, like they're the ones who actually have a very strong role in this. It's, you know, the most value creating thing that happens in society, especially now. And so uh, if I can be a very small part of making that happen more, then that's the most important thing that you know I think society needs, and that's you know still a very tech optimistic view, um, but I still believe it. Gary, it was actually fun chatting with you here in MoneyConf before the interview, and it's also been a pleasure uh, doing the interview with you. Thank you very much for being on 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating.